Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retailistic. It's Pramel Kanak here, Retail Technology Analyst at Coresight Research. And today I will be your host on this very special episode of Retailistic. And we are gonna be diving into one of the hottest subjects in the retail world today. And that is of course, generative AI. And you may have guessed that we can't talk about generative AI without talking about ChatGBT. So we're gonna be getting into that as well. And we thought, how cool would it be to use ChatGBT to help structure the flow and content of this podcast? And that's exactly what we did and something to note throughout everyone. And before we get into everything, I do also want to note that we did recently publish a deep dive report on our website, and that is going to be titled ChatGBT and Generative AI, Five Things Retailers Should Know. And this report, everyone, it does take a very deep dive on the subject. But during this podcast, I did want to discuss some of the more important insights from the report, as well as some insights from Shop Talk that I did get on the subject of generative AI and ChatGBT, where pretty much everybody was talking about it, as well as some of my own personal thoughts as well. And before we jump into any details, I do want to provide some background on just what exactly generative AI is for those who are listening who may not be as familiar, but of course want to learn. So what exactly defines generative AI? Generative AI refers to a subset of artificial intelligence, AI, that uses neural networks to generate original content. And that content can really vary. That could be text, it could be video, it could be images, or it can even be music and way more examples than that, just mentioning a few. And how it works is it works by training a model on a data set of examples and then it generates new content that is similar in style to that original data set. And a lot of you may already know this, but data plays a very, very important role in the accuracy and effectiveness uh, of generative AI. And we're gonna get into that in just a second. But I also wanted to give a few examples just to kind of illustrate how generative AI works and how broad the technology can be applied. Uh, there are a few, there are many examples, one that, uh, I did want to point out is chatbots. This is one that a lot of retailers are actually already using. And chatbots, a lot of them do use generative AI to carry out conversations with a customer and generate responses that are appropriate to that query. So pretty much doing the role of what traditionally a lot of customer service representatives would do. But there are other use cases for it today, including video generation, a very interesting one. Generative AI can be used to create videos from scratch and that can be by generating the images and animation, or it can also use existing footage and then edit it together. And probably one of my favorites that I think really speaks to how far this technology has already came today is game design. Generative AI can be used to design entire games. What it does is it learns from existing games and then it can create new levels, characters, and even entire games based on what it has learned. So. Really, we can see that there are diverse uh, applications and use cases for generative AI in terms of what it can do. And as a lot of you can probably imagine, there are a lot of use cases for generative AI for businesses globally, setting the stage for rapid growth of the market in this coming decade, something which we didn't really see as much in the previous decade, but from now all the way up until 2032 specifically, uh, we do believe that the generative AI market is set to grow from 10.8 billion in 2022 
all the way to 118.1 billion in 2032. And that does represent a compound annual growth rate of 27%. So really we are expecting here at CoreSide for the market for generative AI to really explode uh, in the coming decade. But that doesn't answer one important question that you know me, myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people have been asking is why now? Why is the retail world buzzing with interest in generative AI today? And a lot of you may have guessed uh, the successful launch of OpenAI's ChatGPT platform had a big part to do with it. Specifically, the unprecedented accuracy of the language models immediately caught the attention of industries far and wide. And of course, retail is no different. But the way that the user base has grown for this platform is really unprecedented, unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, specifically, it is estimated to have reached 100 million monthly active users in January, just two months after launch. And this does make it the fastest growing consumer application in history. But of course, just to kind of put some context to those numbers in comparison, TikTok took nine months to reach 100 million monthly users, and Instagram took about 2.5 years, really just showing us uh, exactly how explosive the growth of uh, OpenAI, OpenAI's ChatGPT platform has been. But for many, the launch and popularity of ChatGPT happened quite rapidly. And for those that rings true for, I want to provide some background into what exactly it is and also the history of similar generative AI technologies. So what exactly is ChatGPT and what makes it different? What makes it stand out? Well, ChatGPT, it's short for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, and it is a generative language model developed by OpenAI based on large language models, uh, LLM, LLM for short. Uh, and it is going to be based on the Generative Pre-Trained Transformer 3.5 or GPT 3.5 architecture for short. And what it can do specifically is it generates text. And as we did discuss, this can come in many different forms. You can ask it to write an essay, a speech, maybe just a short conversational blocks, or even creative pieces such as songs, raps, or even poetry. And what makes ChatGPT different from other language models is its ability to generate text that is coherent and natural sounding, making it ideal for conversational AI applications. And it has been praised for sounding uh, very much like a human. And from my personal experience with it, I can almost never tell whether I'm on the receiving or sending end uh, that this text was actually produced by a machine, which I think speaks to its accuracy. But a little bit of a background on the company. A lot of you may be wondering who exactly OpenAI is, has been in the news a lot lately. Uh, it is a research organization that focuses on creating and advancing artificial intelligence in a way that is safe and beneficial for humanity. And what may be even more interesting to a lot of people uh, that, a lot, that a lot of you may not know about is the status of the people behind it. It was founded in 2015 by a group of tech luminaries, including Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, as well as investing legend Peter Thiel. So lots of big names behind this company. So uh, really no surprise at all uh, how successful it has become. And some of you may be wondering if the chat GBT that you see today that you may already be using for your business or in your personal life, if it's the first of its kind released. And the short answer to that is no. There have been numerous predecessors, specifically modern generative AI is built on a process called deep learning, 
which can trace its roots all the way back to the 1950s. But it wasn't really until the late 2000s, early 2010s, where the amount of data, and again, there's that keyword data available, uh, led to computational uh, improved computational capabilities to the point where it would really make deep learning practical. And although there have been significant achievements in the space uh, realized in recent years, some examples could include photorealistic images, viable deep fake videos, amongst many others. It wasn't really until the second half of 2022 with the release of OpenAI's ChatGPT based on that 3.5 GPT architecture uh, that the world really, really started to get a huge interest in generative AI platforms like ChatGPT and how exactly they could be using it. And ChatGPT, one thing that does set it apart uh, that probably leads to how impressed people are with it is how much data it is trained on. Specifically, it is said to have been trained on a massive data set of over 175 billion parameters, leading to the accuracy uh, that is impressing so many people today. But now that we've talked a little bit about the history of generative AI and ChatGPT, uh, we want to get into the good stuff. What I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting to hear, and that is the question of whether generative AI and ChatGPT is simply a fad or something that is going to truly revolutionize retail in the coming years. And here at CoreSide, I can confidently say that we believe generative AI is here to stay. And I want to walk through some of the general ways that technology can help retailers and also some of the specific ways they can be using generative AI in their business today. So one of the biggest points of emphasis, uh, benefits, I should say, of generative AI and ChatGPT is how it improves business efficiency. As an example, generative AI can improve the efficiency of retail operations by automating tasks and processes that would have otherwise been very time consuming and resource intensive. For example, generative AI can be used to automatically generate product descriptions and metadata, freeing up employees to focus on more high value tasks, things like going around the store and providing excellent customer service, as well as focusing on other departments. And generative AI can also be used to optimize supply chain operations, doing things like predicting demand and managing inventory levels more effectively. And this area of benefit, uh, it is a little bit more technical on the business operation side, but there is a whole other side uh, of business that generative AI platform like ChatGPT can help retailers with, and that is innovation and creativity. Generative AI can enable retailers to make innovative and to be more innovative and creative in their approaches to product development and marketing, uh, and also by generating new ideas and concepts that are based on consumer trends and preferences, which it can do in real time. Generative AI can help retailers develop more compelling product lines as well as marketing campaigns. And just as an example here, uh, Adidas is using generative AI to create a new line of shoes inspired by computer-generated uh, patterns that is based on consumer feedback and preferences. And this is just one of the many examples uh, that retailers of retailers using this kind of technology today. And I'll give a few more uh, as we progress a little bit later on in the podcast. But these are a little bit more, or these are broader ways generative AI can help brands and retailers. But there are also numerous specific use cases of how uh, you can be using this technology today. And I just want to highlight a few prominent ones. 
beginning with chatbots, kind of going back to that, how generative AI language models like ChatGPT can be utilized to develop chatbots and virtual assistants that uh, help handle customer queries and complaints. This can help reduce response times and also enhance the customer experience by providing quick and more accurate responses. So customer service is definitely one of those areas uh, where retailers are looking into in terms of seeing how generative AI can help them in that field. I would say probably another big, maybe one of the biggest uh, areas that it can help retailers is going to be content creation and also scaling that content creation. Retailers can utilize generative AI language models to create compelling product descriptions and marketing copy, which can help them streamline the content creation process, as well as improve search engine optimization for online retailers. Generative AI can also help with things like product recommendations. Uh, uh, this is a use case that a lot of retailers are already using today, as well as help them write product descriptions, oftentimes which can be seen as a manual labor task, uh, one that can also be very time consuming at that. So really just helping efficiency there. And probably another uh, one of the biggest ways is personalization. Uh, specifically generative AI uh, for retailers, it helps them personalize the shopping experience for individual consumers by analyzing cus uh, customer data behavior and then tailoring product recommendations based on that data. So again, uh, the use of some good data, high quality first party data would be really helpful in that sense. And one example here is that Amazon is already using generative AI to provide personalized product recommendations and content based on the customer's past purchases, as well as their browsing behavior. And now that we've talked a little bit about ChatGBT and we know more about what generative AI provides to retailers, I'm sure a lot of you may be wondering and have already started your research on what other platforms like ChatGPT are available today. And there are quite a few, and quite frankly, we expect that number to significantly increase uh, in the coming year uh, as a lot more attention is paid to generative AI. But I did wanna highlight two specifically. Number one is gonna be Google's Bard, and number two is gonna be Baidu's Ernie Bot, and that is gonna be based out of China. So these are three of the more prominent generative AI platforms for language generation today. And we do go into a very deep dive uh, of the comparison between these three platforms on the report. So again, I highly recommend everybody uh, to check that out. But a few interesting things that I noted, uh, number one is the countries where they're available. Uh, ChatGPT is available currently in more than a hundred countries. BARD is only available for initial testing in the US and UK, and there is a very long wait list for it. I am on it myself. And Baidu's ErnieBot is only available in China. So I am located in Los Angeles, so unfortunately not going to be able to try that out for the meantime. But the second biggest point of differentiation that I saw was integration support. So ChatGPT, it can currently integrate with company apps through APIs and Microsoft software in general, whereas Google's Bard is only available for Google Suite and Baidu's ErnieBot is only available for Baidu software. But once again, everybody, please refer to the report uh, for a deeper dive, just kind of comparing these different platforms, especially if you're considering uh, one that may be right for your company. Uh, I believe that it could be very helpful. Another question that a lot of 
retailers or people in the retail space may have is how does chat GBT compare to AI language platforms that already existed like Jasper AI or Prasado? And this was also a, a subject of discussion at uh, Shop Talk where we did see Prasado's COO speak on the matter. And essentially the consensus there is that as it stands, ChatGPT is still a general purpose NLP model. On the other hand, Jasper AI and Prasado are more specialized platforms that focus on specific areas such as marketing and customer engagement. For example, Jasper AI is a conversational AI platform that uses ML and NLP to create highly personalized customer experiences, whereas Prasado a company that we work very closely with is a marketing language platform that uses AI to generate highly persuasive language for marketing campaigns. So in other words, focusing on language that motivates. So even though ChatGPT is great, if your purpose is very, very specific, uh, you can look to a lot of these companies that do focus their um, generative language AI capabilities around very specific functions. And lastly, what are some of the most recent developments regarding these generative language platforms? So what's coming out next? So a lot of you may, be, uh, may already know, GPT-4 has been publicly made available in a limited form via ChatGPT+, which you do have to pay $20 a month for. Uh, but according to uh, OpenAI, it has multimodal functionalities that leverages specifically video and image formats as both inputs and outputs. And there is much, much speculation and hype on the release of GPT-5. Uh, lots of rumors that it is supposed to be coming out before the end of this year, even though that has not officially been confirmed by OpenAI. But that is something that a lot of us are going to be looking forward to, uh, including myself. Uh, and also just realizing how we can be using that in our everyday lives and business processes. But that is something that a lot of both major enterprises and smaller uh, retailers are already doing today. I did want to give just a few examples, and we have a lot more, again, in the report. Uh, an interesting one, Coca-Cola has partnered up with OpenAI, uh, as well as Bain, to craft personalized ad copy images and messaging, specifically their CEO, James Quincy did say that uh, he sees the company uh, sees opportunities to enhance marketing with generative AI technologies, and they are exploring ways to improve business operations and capabilities. Kroger, uh, the grocery retailer, is already currently using ChatGPT to improve natural, long, natural language conversation style of its virtual bot, ChefBot, which provides information about promotions and deals. And even beyond that, uh, a lot of different tech companies are finding interesting ways to insert generative AI and ChatGPT into their offering to really uh, enhance it. Uh, and news is just coming out left and right uh, about a lot of these tech companies doing so. A few that I did want to point out, number one, Salesforce. Uh, quite a while ago at this point, about a whole month ago on March 7th, they, they did announce the launch of Einstein GPT. Uh, which is going to be added to their CRM capabilities that incorporates generative AI uh, at its Trailblazer DX developer conference. And the generative AI integrates uh, the technology to help users in sales, services, and marketing. On March 18, 2023, Microsoft announced the launch of Copilot. And this is one that I'm personally very excited about because I use Microsoft 
uh, a lot in my work activities, but pretty much the generative AI powered workplace productivity solution uh, is going to be launching or it has already launched and users can essentially pull data and perform tasks across application on a user's written demand. Things like construct a PowerPoint based off of uh, meeting notes, uh, as well as uh, really streamline the process of data analysis on Excel, just to name a few. And while much of the buzz around generative AI is around its potential, and it can be very exciting to talk about, you know, what this technology will mean for the retail ecosystem, I believe that we as a retail community, we must acknowledge the many risks and challenges associated with using generative AI for retail today and what we can do to combat this. So I do want to talk about a few of the potential risks that we are currently seeing, the first being bias and discrimination in the content that generative AI could potentially produce. Uh, one of the biggest risks is the potential for bias, specifically if algorithms used by generative AI models are based on biased data, they may perpetuate and even amplify existing inequalities and discrimination. For example, if a generative AI model trained on data that is biased against certain demographics, could produce recommendations or product lines that exclude those groups. And of course, that is something that we do not want at all uh, in the retail community and one that could pose many risks to a company's brand, brand image and reputation. Another area of concern is privacy and security. Generative AI models rely on large amounts of data and sometimes that can include sensitive information about customers such as their purchasing habits, preferences, and personal details. If this data is not properly secured, it could be vulnerable to hacking or misuse. And additionally, there is also a risk that generative AI models could inadvertently reveal private information by, about customers, which of course would be terrible. And lastly, regulations and legal implications. The use of generative AI in retail raises many important legal and regulatory questions. As these technologies become more widespread, it is becoming clear that we need guidelines and regulations to ensure that they are used in an ethical and responsible manner. For example, there, be, there may be questions around liability if generative AI model produces recommendations or content that is harmful or inappropriate. And this is something that I personally think we're going to see a lot in the news in coming days. Uh, I just actually read an article yesterday, I believe, how uh, the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada launched an official investigation into OpenAI, uh, specifically in response to a complaint alleging the collection, use, and disclosure of personal information without consent. So definitely a uh, high likelihood, I would say, of a lot more cases like this coming up uh, in the coming year. But I think it will also help shape the industry and the guidelines that we need to really make AI productive for the retail ecosystem as a whole. And I thought it was very interesting. One of the, or a few of the presentations that I saw, I, I saw at Shop Talk, uh, one by Sean Downey, President, Amer President of America's and Global Partners at Google. Uh, he said specifically that it's important to have AI principles and he said, quote, technology should not increase systematic bias and should be held accountable to the people it serves. And I thought that was a beautiful quote to kind of sum up uh, how we should be looking at AI. And also another very interesting uh, perspective that we heard was from Jeffrey Katzenberg, co-founder of DreamWorks. 
uh, he said that generative AI, it is possible, could not have any um, any application within retail simply because of the risk uh, and the consequences of it producing inaccurate uh, inaccurate content. So I thought that was very very interesting, quite a polarizing. Uh, perspective that it won't have any application in retail, but he specifically did cite that rather than generative AI, produced sanctioned AI, which is overlooked by a human, uh, could have more widespread retail applications. So definitely a lot of uh, opinions and perspectives in how the use of generative AI and platforms like ChatGPT will play out in the retail ecosystem. A lot of moving pieces, but I think as time goes on, uh, specifically within the next six months to a year, we are going to be learning a lot about how exactly this technology is going to revolutionize the retail ecosystem. And that leaves us at time for today's podcast, uh, everyone. Of course, generative AI is a subject I could definitely talk about for a while, but I am sure we will be continuing this conversation soon enough, and I am sure there will be many more developments and examples of retail use cases for us to discuss by then. In the meantime, I, once again, I highly recommend checking out our new report titled ChatGPT and Generative AI, Five Things Retailers Should Know, currently on our website. And I do hope that everyone had a lot of fun today and learned a little bit about Generative AI and ChatGPT. And I look forward to seeing you all again on a future episode of Retailers. Thank you, everyone.